Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox. And with me this week is my guy Joey. But before we get into that, I want to give you guys a little update on things. Talk to you guys a little bit about Black History Month. This episode is dropping the first week of Black History Month, so I went and do something that was a little special for it. So for this whole month, I want to not only give you guys a black history fact that you may not know about, but I also want to try to put a spotlight on African Americans by interviewing them in a sense. So each week I will have a different African American person on the podcast to just talk to them and get their insight. With that said, here's this week's Black History Month fact. I think it's really interesting, so just check it out and enjoy. Before there was Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. Most people may think of Rosa Parks as the first person to give up her seat on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama, but there were actually several women who came before her, one of whom was Claudette Colvin. It was March 2nd, 1955, when the 15-year-old girl refused to move from the back of the bus. Now this was nine months before Rosa Parks' stand that launched the Montgomery bus boycott. Claudette had been studying black leaders like Harriet Tugman in her segregated school. Those conversations had led to discussions around the current day Jim Crow laws they were all experiencing. When the bus driver ordered Claudette to get up, she refused. She said it felt like she joined the truth was on one side and Harriet Tubman was on the other side, both pushing her down and she couldn't get up. Miss Colvin's stand didn't stop there. Arrested and thrown in jail, she's one of the four women who challenged the segregation laws in court. If Bowder versus Gade became the first court case that successfully overturned bus segregation laws in both Montgomery and Alabama, why has Claudette's story been largely forgotten? Well, that's a simple answer. At the time, the NAACP and other black organizations felt Rosa Parks made a better icon for the movement than a teenager. As an adult with the right look, Rosa Parks was also the secretary of the NAACP and was both well-known and respected. People could associate her with the middle class that would attract support for the cause. But the struggle to end segregation was more often than not fought by young women. Miss Claudette Coven, I salute you. Thank you. Joy, what's up? What's up, man? Welcome to the experience. Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Definitely. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Joey, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Definitely. What's your favorite Black History moment? Favorite Black History moment. <laughs> um, jeez, you know I don't I don't really have a, a a favorite Black History moment. Um, I don't know if that sounds rough or anything, but I don't know. I've, I've never I've never actually picked one where it's just like that's my moment. You know what I mean? So well, I, most I memorable, really... like hmm. Obama being elected is one. Technically speaking. 
Uh, you know what? Okay, that that is a good one because hey, that was my first time I voted too. So yeah, that 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 have to take it for me. Second question: What is your favorite album? Oh, favorite album. Oh man, let me see. Jeez. I think that might have to go to Miguel Kaleidoscope Dream. Oh, that's a good album. That, yeah, either that or, or I could say, but that was, I think, yeah, it was supposed to be an album. Um, Nostalgia Ultra by Frank Ocean, because that was okay. that was straight fire too. But I I might just give it to uh Miguel. Okay, I like that. Question number three. PS4, Xbox One, or Switch? Woo! Uh, I definitely have to give it to PS4 because uh, I mean I like I like what the Switch is doing. Xbox is okay, still lacking in the games, but uh, you know it has a, it's a nice has some nice hardware, nice interface, you know, a couple decent games, but definitely PS4 just because of the history I have with the uh, with the different franchises on there. You know what I mean? God of War and and I'm still hoping for another Jack, but Ratchet and Clank, all those things. I've been playing those since I was a kid. So, you know, it's just it's just the history with the, uh, you know, with all the, the different games, you know. Definitely. Question four to piggyback off of that. What's your favorite console of all time? Favorite console of all time. It might have to be PS3. Um, yeah, because... That yeah, I think PS3 because because uh, it's all those games I, I played and I, that has to be the console that I played the most ever. I think second might be the um, SNES because we, me and my family used to kill Super Mario uh, World plus All Stars back in the day. We used to all sit in front of that that floor model TV and just go for hours. So that'd be second, but definitely PS3 for me. Awesome, awesome. Question number five, and everybody's favorite question. Thing you've done as a kid. Favorite thing I've done as a kid. No, dumbest thing. Oh, okay. I got you. Got you. That came through. It's like kind of cut out for a second. Um, no, it's okay. Dumbest thing I've done as a kid. <sighs> oh, man. I say the dumbest thing I've done as a kid is throw my original Game Boy in the in the toilet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was yeah, I was I was too young for that. You know, I mean I I talked about this before, but man, I my brother gave it to me. He cause he was like, you know what, I'm gonna pass this on to you. I don't know if he just moved on to better stuff, but he's like, you know what, I'm gonna give this to you. Take care of it. And I wasn't I wasn't aware. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna I wonder what'll happen if I just dunk it in there. And uh well that was the end of that. So I didn't really get to have too much time with it. But yeah, that definitely has to be the dumbest. My 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 childhood wasn't very adventurous, so I can't really just I don't really have too much to say on that one. Well, it's amazing because those game boys, you could throw them against walls and they wouldn't break. Not the one way to break it. Oh yeah! See, I, I was I'm trying to figure out all the different. I wonder if it'll survive this. I don't. I'm surprised I didn't try to, you know, throw it out a window or something to see if it would do that too. But it probably <laughs> would have like, survived that. Maybe, 
Yeah. Time suckers. So every journey starts from the beginning. So tell us the beginning of yours. Where did it all start from, man? Well, let's see. Born in uh, Long Beach, California, man. That's where I grew up. Um, that's where is where life started for me. Moved around uh, a couple times, but for my whole life, basically, just just been Long Beach, California. So I mean, I pretty much know every corner of it. But uh, yeah, that's that's where things started for me. So what was it like growing up in Long Beach? Oh man, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's pretty much just like every other city. I mean, it was it's it was it's a pretty big city, but you know, it was pretty nice. I mean, I, I don't know. There's there's not really too much. Like I said, my my I was very sheltered. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really say I can't really give you the full experience of like. The Long Beach culture and everything, but yeah, it was it was real cool. You know, I mean, my family were real close growing up out here. We used to we used to kind of have like that um that kind of commercial family. You know, what I mean, going to having picnics and and doing all this and that. We you know we were real close, so you know, I, I, it was uh it was it was pretty nice. You know, what I mean, the city no, was mm, yeah. <laughs> hey, we kind of were back in the day uh, in recent years. You know, things kind of went left, but uh, hey, back in the nineties, it was it was a it was a commercial family for real. <laughs> oh, you're not Bill Cosby now. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, far from that. But, uh, <laughs> so, what was it like growing up, kind of sheltered? Did you get into video games at a young age? Um. Yeah. Definitely. Like I said, I mean, well, aside from that, the Game Boy, because I didn't really get to experience that too much. But that was, you know, I was way too young for that. What was like four or five, something like that. But yeah, um, after that, um, got into the uh, SNES. You know, our family we we played that all the time. Um, Mario, Super Mario World, all day. My sister, my God, she's still a beast at that game. She could just run through it like she could speed run that game. Like that that has to be the first speed run I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, Mario, I think Turrican, Super Turrican, that was oh man, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite games. I, I never never used to get far. That Warlock and um um uh, and Judge Dread, yeah, a couple movie tie-ins, but uh, they were still really good games back then. I'm surprised at how how good the quality of those games were, you know, for movie tie-ins. Definitely, definitely. So tell, let everybody know what, what you do now exactly. What do I do now? <laughs> I know you are, you're a streamer for one thing, so let them know where to find your stuff at for one. Uh, I stream sometimes on um, a Mixer, so it'd be Mixer.com slash Skyward King. Uh, yeah, that's my name on everything. It doesn't matter if it's a Nintendo thing, even though I don't really have a Nintendo console that does online, I made sure to try to you know, grab that one before somebody else did. So it's, you know, uh, PSN, Xbox, Skyward King, um, Twitter, Skyward King. I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's for like within the gaming community, what I do, I mean, I just, I'm heavy, heavy tweeter. But uh, um, yeah, other than the streaming, I used to make YouTube videos a lot. Well, not, not a lot. I started getting into it a lot, but then I kind of fell off. Like I, I go through bursts, right? 
where I'll be inspired and I'll be like, okay, we don't make videos all the time. And then a couple weeks go by and my mind gets taken somewhere else. So that kind of goes, but I need to get back into it because my channel was gaining some heat. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that to, I don't want that to just die off. So what got you into streaming and all this type of stuff in the video game culture, more or less? Just a love for games? Yeah, definitely. Just a love for games and the community early on. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. When, when I first started talking about video games and all these different things on the Internet, the community was a lot different. You know what I mean? Of course, now things kind of change because, I mean, as as like Internet culture as a whole has kind of changed. You know what I mean, kind of went more toward a toxic. I hate to say toxic because it's just so overused, but it's it's kind of become that way. You know what I mean? Where everything is competition. It's not really about the community aspect. But back then, that that's what it was about for me. I just I loved um, I just love the idea of having something in a hobby that I enjoy, that other people enjoy, that we could just kind of share together. You know what I mean? And that's that's what it was all about for me. Um, and I still want to kind of do that with the streaming. So that that's 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 been my motivation behind everything. You know what I mean? Whether it's the YouTube channel or streaming, I just you know I'm trying to have a community that you know of people that I have stuff in common with that we can you know just kind of. Hey, have you know have people to talk to about the things that we enjoy? You know, that's kind of what it's all about for me. Definitely. What some of the communities that you actually get into or you um communicate with, more or less? Basically, just the people that uh, just the people that I've come to know on Twitter. Um, I haven't really joined into a community like that. I don't know why it never works out for me. Um, as far as like. You know how people that they'll have like the the Xbox fan group or this group or that group. It never works out for me. I don't know. I, I never latch on. Maybe it's just because I'm too neutral. And so when I see that kind of stuff, it just never happens. But, you know, I just kind of like a, a random group of people that I talk to a surprisingly high number of Nintendo fans for whatever reason. I don't know. But I, I guess kind of maybe because that's just that's where my mind goes kind of subconsciously. You know what I mean? Because of my history with that. So, I, you know, I, you know, I, we have a lot in common. But, yeah, you know, the, those are a lot of different people. Um, those are the people I usually talk to. Um, I mean, don't really have a specific group, though. I don't have like a click on Twitter. I never really been able to establish that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Definitely. So tell everybody about uh, what is it? Nerd frugality? Oh yeah, nerd frugality. I mean, that's something new I'm trying to work on. Um, it's I don't know. It's, it's kind of going through like a like an evolution right now. First, um, at first it would just kind of be like a, a deals, um, you know, website. You know, at this point, like nerd frugality. You know what I mean? Be be good with your money. You know what I mean? Save however you can. Um, but then it was like. I don't really just want to do like deals. You know what I mean? I want to do articles. Like I actually started writing articles. I had another, um, I had another blog. It was, well, I still have it. It's skywardvision.wordpress.com. I was doing like movie impressions and, and uh, game impressions, game news, like giving my opinion on it and stuff like that. So at first where that was supposed to be the lane of skyward vision and then nerd frugality was supposed to be something else. I started thinking, well, why don't I just fuse the two? So now I'm trying to work and figure out what type of blogs um, I want to write and and kind of, you know, fuse them together and figure out how to do 
that whole thing. And then I figured out, well, defining all the good deals and posting them uh, in a way that's not supposed to be like, you know, spammy, because I don't want to be like, as soon as you turn on Twitter, you see 10,000 posts from Nerd Reality because people are just going to hit the unfollow automatically. It's that that rhythm is not as easy as I as I figured it would be. You know what I mean? So I'm still trying to get that together, but it, sh- it should be straight in a little bit. But that's pretty much what it is. It's, you know, it's, um, posting deals um, and, uh, you know, gaming news, nerdy kind of culture. You know what I mean? So um, comic book movies, things like that. You know what I mean? All these different things that, you know, nerds talk about. Definitely. So I take it you're excited for Black Panther, of course. Oh, yeah. Going to see that day one. Me is that's surprising how that worked out, Um, because this is something like the whole family is talking about. You know, we should all go and support. It's crazy how the Black Panther movie kind of turned into like this. uh, It's like a like a a movement, like sort of like in the black community. Everybody's like, you know, we got to go and support this. Nobody is bootlegging. Everybody's about, (laughs) you know, everybody's about to support this day one. Um, which you never should bootleg anyway. I'm not co-signing that in any kind of way. I'm just saying, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm real hyped for that. Definitely. I think it's, I think it's neat. I think people have been waiting for a movie with the black superhero for a while. Well, we had blade, but blade was over 10 years ago. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long, I mean, I mean, we had a couple heroes. I mean, but we haven't had like a main hero. So yeah, definitely, we've been waiting for that. Um, and it doesn't look like they're about to give um, what is it, Falcon, his own movie. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is this is what we've been waiting for. This is looking really good. I hope it actually lives up to the hype. I don't want to put too much. I don't want to put my expectations on it. And then because I feel like just from watching the trailers, like I kind of read like have an idea of where the story might go. I'm hoping it's totally different. So I don't want to go in and be like, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I kind of read the story before, so it didn't live up to the hype. So it's kind of like, you know, you lose like three points. So I'm just going to go in, no expectations as, as much as I can, because I'm already hyped for it. But yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's pretty cool because it's a big budget movie backed by big Disney backing. And it looks amazing, to say the least. And oh, you don't yeah. really get too much of that, especially because of black movies. Yeah, you know that's that's another thing. That's that's another thing. I'm I'm just I'm hyped to see how they how they show all the different types of black people. Like you can just see it from the trailer. It's not, it's not just one stereotype, just kind of pouring all through all the people. It's really showing, you know, different types of, you know, no black people all throughout. Um, and as so, you know, I'm just, I'm really hyped to see that. It, it, it really does look cool. I'm glad that it got the production value that it deserves. And um, hopefully Ryan Coogler can actually do, a good job. You know, I've never actually seen a movie that he he's produced, so I don't really know what he's done, but I heard he did really well with uh Fruitvale Station and um and Creed. I just I you haven't seen him. You need to watch Creed. Creed is an excellent movie. I heard. I heard it was a great movie and 
I don't know. It's on my list. I just got a what is it? Amazon, um, Amazon Prime. So it's on there. So I just I need to you know. I might actually just go watch it right after this. But because uh, I've been putting that off for way too long. Been hearing a lot of good stuff though. Yeah, Creed is one of the best Rocky movies. I will say that much about Creed. So will you actually need to know something about Rocky to be invested in it? Because I have never seen a Rocky movie ever. <laughs> so if that's what? the case. You need to fix that problem. Oh, it, man. Not necessarily so, because the story kind of tells itself, and it's not a reboot, but it's kind of like a retelling in sorts, because it's not about Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's about, I don't know if you, you, ever, you know a little bit about Rocky? A, a little bit here and there. So, okay, I, so I you might know who Apollo that. Creed is, right? Um, y- so yeah. You know it, Apollo Creed? I, I I'm pretty sure I have an idea, but I'm pretty sure you know you, you could give me a uh, you could give me a little summary of who he is. Okay, Apollo Creed essentially was Rocky's best friend slash the guy he fought in the first two movies. You see, I didn't know that best friend part, so you just let me in on something. I just thought yeah, he was what you know, someone he fought against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he he ends up becoming his best friend. And he trains him in Rocky Three, if I'm correct. Wow. And spoilers for Rocky Four. Oh. A, a thirty year old <laughs> movie. So if you haven't seen Rocky Four by now, oh, I don't know if bad. I want to hear this, man. I don't know if I want to hear it. <laughs> I hate spoilers. That's one of my. That's well, like. Well, that's, that's well my, if you that's watch my... Creed, Creed's gonna spoil this for you. Period. If you watch Creed. Okay, all right, we'll go ahead because I'm definitely gonna watch to, that first anyway. Spoiler. Yeah, so spoilers for Rocky Four. Apollo Creed dies in Rocky Four. Oh, so Creed is about basically about his son that he didn't know about being oh, alive and trying to become a boxer and trying to live in kind of in the shadow of his father because his father in the Rocky universe is known as like the greatest boxer ever. He's essentially Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. So it's like his son is trying to live in his father's shadow without actually never knowing his father. Oh, man. So that sounds sounds like that'll be an emotional movie. I thought it would be, you yeah, know. Great. I mean, I figured it would be. You kind of get that from the trailer, but I didn't I didn't know it had that that uh, level of depth to it. So, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm hyped for it a little more. A spoiler actually made me more hype for a movie. That that rarely happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very good movie. Like I said, if you watch the Rocky movies, it adds to it. But Creed's one of the few movies that don't necessarily need to watch the the older movies to get an appreciation for it because it's made just that good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely have to check that one out. Have you ever uh, checked out Fruitvale Station? What- because uh, I happen to miss that one too. Also, a very good movie, which I'm not telling you nothing about that movie because you have to literally watch that one. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's good because yeah. I picked that one up too. I kind of, well, I didn't pick up Creed. Like I said, that one's on Amazon, but I have the Fruit Bad Station. I just I keep on skipping it. You know what I mean? I don't know why. My recommendation about Fruit Bell Station is don't look up anything about it because it's based on a true story. And you don't want to know the outcome of that movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of better if you get into that one with just fresh eyes and just seeing it 
happen as you watch it. You don't want to know nothing about it. Just go into the movie blind if you can. I think I know something about the situation surrounding it, but it's been so long that I probably, you know, forgot it. So it's probably best that I just, you know, leave it alone and just like, okay, so let the movie refresh me. As I'm watching it, it'll probably be like, oh, okay. I kind of, I know where this is going. But, yeah. uh, you know. But, but definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely check those out. And also, since we're on the subject of black superheroes, did you get a chance to watch Black Lightning yet? No, I didn't, but I heard some good stuff, man. I've been putting that off. I that's that's one of my things. I procrastinate. I'll be like, you know what? This is on my list. And I just keep on skipping it and skipping it and skipping. But I, I have to. I heard her really good stuff. I was a little afraid. I thought it was gonna be kind of, you know, a little corny. Um based off you know some of the trailers and because the first few trailers weren't that great the most recent trailer that they had where they had the the kendrick lamar music playing in the background that one that had me hyped for it so I, i'm gonna go in and definitely check that out um but what, what did you think about it black lightning is awesome and i think a lot of people were kind of reserved about it because of it kind of has a corny feel to it but it's supposed to have a corny feel to it in a sense because the father who is Black Lightning, is like a 40-year-old 40, 40 man. He's mm-hmm. not a kid. He's an adult. He has a job. He has kids that are like 18, 20, 20 years old. So he, so he's kind of like, well, to give you a quick synopsis of it, not to give away no plot details, mm-hmm. he's a guy who used to be a superhero in his 20s and stuff like that. If something happened to him tragic to make him stop being a superhero, so now he's like a school principal. Mm-hmm. So he kind of has that corny type of principal type attitude to things. But then something happens that brings him back into the superhero world. So this is a fully grown adult with bills and a family to take care of who's just brought back into the superhero world again. And as well, he has to fight crime again. And it's pretty cool the way it's done because people kind of know who he is in a sense, but they kind of don't. And they know that, okay, Black Lightning left a long time ago and the city kind of needs Black Lightning. But the way it's done is, it's done very, very well. It yeah, doesn't well, feel mm-hmm. watered down. You know how you usually watch a black TV show and it feels like either it feels like it's trying too hard to give you the black experience or it feels like a watered down version of the black experience. Oh, yeah. I don't know. When you said that, that watered down, it kind of made me think of like House of Pain or something. (laughs) Exactly. This show really doesn't do that. It kind of gives you like a feel like, okay, this kind of feels like real life. You got kind of real life people in in the show, which I like a lot about it. Like, not to give away too much about the show, you got this guy. Like I said, the guy's a dad and he's a a principal at a school. Mm -hmm. So you kind of can figure out how he talks. Based off of that. And then you got this, it's like a thug who, who comes in and he talks like a hood dude. And it, 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 yeah, it, I, I kind of saw a bit of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good balance to it. And don't procrastinate dude, yeah. because it just started. It's only been one episode. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I want to get it real easy. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. 
See, I can't, I don't even want to say, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to watch that after because nah, that, Creed is enough. I, I'll, I'll, I don't want to overload and then I'll be like, you know what, that's too much stuff. I'll, I'll put that off till tomorrow. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll definitely have to make some time for that sometime this week so I can catch up. Definitely. How caught up are you on the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, I think I've seen just about every movie. So you're ready for Black Panther if you see them all. Yeah, man. I've I've been hyped. Um, I don't know. Mm, You know what? It's like I'm really hyped for Black Panther, but after seeing that that Infinity War trailer, I think that stole a little bit of my hype for that. I'm still really hyped for it, but it's just the fact that you're going to see all like so many of my favorite characters come together. So that's kind of like yeah, you know what I mean? It's like just just maybe like five percent more hyped for uh Infinity War. Cause you know, you're gonna have Black Panther, Doctor Strange, the new Spider-Man, which yeah, I thought I thought he was okay. But I like him. Yeah, he, he's decent, you know what I mean? You know, the homecoming was average, but he's he's a good Peter Parker. Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely ready for uh Black Panther and Whatever else they got coming up. Doesn't what is what else is coming out this year? Um For Marvel? Yeah. Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I enjoyed that one. What do you think of what do you think of that new wasp suit? I'm not mm, I'm not really feeling that too much. I, I liked uh, when it was yellow. I gotta see her in it and, and see the suit in action to get a good feel for it. Cause I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some of the comments about it. I don't want to comment on those comments right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like they kind of just. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if it was more of a <clears throat> like to avoid some type of backlash. You know what I mean? Because people get really sensitive when it comes to uh, suits on female heroes these days. So I don't know if, if they thought maybe it was a little too feminine people didn't want to see it as stereotypical or something. So they kind of made it so it could be like the female equivalent of Ant-Man's suit. In that point, I, I feel like, you know, it makes sense if they just want to kind of keep it careful. But the, the original suit looked awesome, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's But that's the times we live in now, man. You can't... People kind of want to Stray away from being too revealing with certain suits and outfits they do, especially with women. For a good mm-hmm. example, is um, did you see Justice League? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, I don't know if you heard the story about the big hullabaloo about the um the Amazons. Oh League. yeah, yeah, I heard that. So for those who don't know, people were complaining about Justice League because in Wonder Woman, the Amazons were kind of covered up. And in Justice League, they were all in mini skirts and stuff like that, essentially. So, and the big difference is Wonder Woman was made by a woman. Justice League was made by a man. But I kind of remember, the thing is, I kind of remember the, the the ones from Justice League. Aren't those kind of more like the traditional ones and like Wonder Woman's uh, Amazonian outfits? Weren't they kind of like revised? 
So I can't really be mad at that. You know what I mean? Keeping it more. Tr- and they, the thing was, is though they, though they were more revealing, they weren't offensive at all. You know I what agree. I mean? It's like, how are you going to be upset about that when there was, I mean, Wonder Woman suit herself was like not too far from that. You know what I mean? So what's, what's the deal? Outrage culture. Unfortunately. Exactly. It's, it's a little ridiculous. It's just like people just, they want to latch on to something so they can feel like a sense of, I don't know. It's like a, like a good sense. Like, yeah, I did something today because I complained, even though it was for nothing and I probably changed nothing. I feel a little bit better about myself. So they just, <laughs> you yeah, know? Pretty much. it's crazy because not to get too deep into what our society is today, but I remember mm-hmm. growing up cause I'm an old man in a sense. I grew up in the nineties. Like I was born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties and the nineties was the antithesis of this, the complete opposite. People said what they wanted to, people did what they wanted to, with no consequences whatsoever. And not saying that was the right way to do things, but this feels like a kickback from that. Yeah, I mean, but that sounds beautiful compared to now. Like, I want to know what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Tell me the truth. So that way I can address the situation appropriately. I don't want you to you know, feel like because of a PC culture, you got to tell me one thing to my face, but mean something else. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what I mean? But that's where things are going. Everything has to be is it's like in a society where people are being on, on the surface encouraged to live their truth. A lot of people are actually being pushed, you know, having their actual feelings pushed under wraps because it's like, it's too, too much for, people's feelings today i don't i don't really care for that you know i want people to be honest tell me how you feel we should create an environment where everyone can come out and actually have a conversation you know what i mean because nothing gets changed if everyone feels like well i gotta avoid actually bringing up the actual problems or how i feel about something because i don't want to offend someone you know what i mean you get I mean, even if it's even if it's not actually offensive, you know, what I mean, you could say something in the nicest way and be cool about it. But it's just people don't like what you're saying. So they just want to just throw you under the bus. That's that's not a that's not how you move forward. You know, what I mean, and that's why we haven't been making as much progress as, as we could. But anyway, I don't want to I could go on forever. on that oh, one. Do tell. I agree 100 percent with you. You know, you have to have a give and take with everything. And yeah. I think. Our society. Not to get too much into it, but our society has went too far to one side. Mm-hmm. You have to have balance. Like they say in Star Wars, you have to kind of balance the force in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a balance. Exactly. You, can't, you can't be too PC. You can't be too outraged by things. Mm-hmm. And I think our society today is showing that in every aspect of life. You know, in terms of like movies where now it's getting to the point where, oh, if you make a movie that's too violent, they're gonna they gotta dig you for it. They're gonna say, okay, well, that movie's too violent, we can't make that. Or if you make a movie that's too PC, they're also gonna dig you for it. Oh, it's too PC. You're trying to spread a message, we don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you kind of have to let the creators be creative because you know, one of the things that kind of bothered me was the whole thing with Dave Chappelle. What happened with him? Where 
where his company special got a lot of flack because some of the jokes he made were not necessarily politically correct. So, yeah. So what I, he did was he went back mm-hmm. and made another comedy special making jokes about that. Yeah, I heard. I haven't. Jeez, there we go. There's another. <laughs> that's another thing I put off. But uh, I heard they were really good. I, I want to hear how he came, how he came at that, because I thought it was ridiculous. You know, I mean, you can't. You can't censor a comedian. You know what I mean? I mean, some things are just straight out. Inappropriate. I mean, and I don't know. And I guess in some ways, you know, what? I, I'll admit I can be selective about certain things. You know what I mean, like, OK, I don't like that but this is perfectly fine. But, you know what I mean? I still wouldn't try to hush a comedian from saying a joke, even if I don't agree with it. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, geez, that, that's what makes it so great is that they can just say all this, you know, just, just completely spill how they feel out there. And just, you know what I mean? That's what makes it, that's what adds their unique touch to every person's uh, comedy. You know what I mean? I don't want to try to mess with that. Yeah, I agree. I always look at it like this. The worst thing a joke could be is not funny. Exactly. And that's that's when I have a problem. If you're saying something just to be hurtful and it's not really funny, then that's a big difference than you just telling a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were when you said you were talking about um what was it? I th- I think you, you said something about like when when you if you're too violent, people don't wanna the PC culture, they don't wanna, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, it kind of it reminded me of um like that that controversy that we had was it during E3 when they showed that Detroit trailer um, oh, and yeah. the new Last of Us tra- was that was that E3 or no 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 what was that Paris was game Paris games week it was Paris games week on E3 I think I know you talking about you talking about when it was the Last of Us trailer mm-hmm. yeah With and the, the, and the, the Detroit whole, one yeah that it was because mm-hmm. the Last of Us is a game that's kind of about that brutal violence. Yeah, and and it was it was just so weird because they got upset because a woman was involved in the violence. You know what I mean? But it's like if you didn't involve the woman to begin with, then it would be like okay, there's not enough female characters. So it's like how can you actually have her in the game and not have her be involved in the violence? It's it's not really moving in the direction of equality, you know what I mean? You don't want to give her a special treatment because she's a woman, you know what I mean? Or exclude her. So it's like, how do you win? It's, it's weird, man. Yeah. I've always said that true equality is when you don't have to mention equality anymore. When it just happens because it happens. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, for example, spoilers, we're both black people, right? <laughs> yes. No, we're both... We're both African-Americans. So if we're applying for a job, I want to I get that job based off my abilities, not based off whether I'm black or not. Mm-hmm. But also I want to be given a fair chance because I'm black. I don't want to not get the job because, oh, you guys are both qualified at the same speed, but one's black, one's white, so I'm going to pick the white guy. I don't exactly. want that to happen either. It has to be a balance to the system. Mm-hmm. And that and that goes across the board for everything, whether it's a black male trying to get a job, and, or it's a white woman trying to get a job. You have to kind of balance the board with sits where we don't want handouts. I think people kind of not to get like in preachy, but I want to get preachy right now. 
People kind of look at black people and think we want handouts. That's not what we want. We want a fair share of the pie. Mm-hmm. If we work hard, we earn it. We want to be given the same due process for earning what we earned. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't know where the, the whole idea that black people want handouts comes from. I mean, only time black people really talk about getting anything that people might consider handouts is when it's like, okay, well, we've been held back for so long to just say, okay, well, now everybody just go all is equal. Isn't right. Because I mean, it's like being in a race, you know what I mean? And for like eight tenths of the race, the other people were, were free to go and we've been held at the start. And then it's like, okay, now everyone go, you're all equal. It's like, well, wait, well, I'm, I'm already, I'm way back here. You got to give me, you got to help me out. Give me a boost. So I'm, you know, I'm able to compete. You know what I mean? You can't just have me stuck at the front and then expect me to perform at the level of other people. You got to, you got to, you know, undo some of the wrongs first. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing that people are really requesting. No one's asking for like special treatment. Like, Hey, everyone give everybody, you know, like not like reparations, like, Hey, give everybody a hundred thousand dollars and a house. You know what I mean? (laughs) Then it's like, you know, then that's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? But just if, so you know that's that's basically all I'm saying. I don't want to. But you hit, it right, we, you hit it right on the head. People kind of assume that we want all oh, just oh give they want reparations. Like, no, we want to be given a fair opportunity with everything. Mm-hmm. We want we want you guys to look the same way at our black directors as the white directors get looked at. We want when we have a black chef that's doing an excellent job, we want him to get treated with the same respect as the white chefs. And this, like I said, this is not a black or white thing. This is an e- equality type thing. And I think people kind of lose sense of that. And they mm-hmm. have this picture of African-Americans as, oh, they're violent. They listen to hip-hop music. They don't do nothing but commit crimes and things like that. But that's not always true. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just to, just like, you know, with every, uh, every community, there's multiple sides, um, you know, but Unfortunately, you know, some some forms of media like to bring light to just one side. So the other ones aren't really exposed like that. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to really go into into that too much. (laughs) It's fine. This episode is on Aaron and Black History Month. They need to hear it. (laughs) Hey, all right. Hey, hey. (laughs) Wish I'd have known that straight off. I would have went. No, I'm not going to go too (laughs) Gucci. But definitely, man, I think, you know, it's good to have these conversations with people so they know like, hey, black people don't want a handout. We're here mm. fighting the good fight. And we just want our voices heard. Exactly. You know what I mean? Had, had history not played out as it did, I mean, none of this would have even been a thing, but it did. So it's like, that's that's the only thing people are, are you know, want you to understand. You know what I mean? The, the effects of history is not just gone now because it's like, okay, well, equal rights. So you know, everything's right, right? Everything's done. You you had a black president, so everything's fixed. Everything is, so everything isn't undone. So if people are asking for anything, it's still like, okay, well, it's like, hey man, the effects of the storm, it's kind of like, like a, a hurricane happened in the black community. Yeah, like, okay, time has passed. But, you know, damage is still here that needs to be repaired. We still need some 
we, we may need some special treatment, you know what I mean, to, to undo the special damage that was done. So in that case, like I'm saying, yes, some things do need special attention, but no one's asking for special handouts or anything that isn't deserved. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. So, you know, that's that's always been my point when I hear someone saying black people need to stop complaining and you stop asking for this and just get off your butt and work harder and everything will be fixed. You know what I mean? Cause that's nonsense. obviously that's not, that's not going to fix everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's complete nonsense. Cause it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. Exactly. Yeah. I think we said it all right there, man. This has been awesome to have you on the podcast. We definitely got to have you back on again to talk more black power stuff, put on our fist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. This was this this took a turn, you know what I mean? We we started off on uh comics and uh yeah, we we went right into social issues, which I you know, I enjoy talking about. I mean, this is stuff like you said, this is stuff that people need to talk about. So, and I have no issue letting my opinion be known on it. So, it was a good time. I'm glad you uh invited me on here and hey, I'm definitely down if you uh want to have me back. Oh, definitely, man. You're awesome. You're awesome, man. We got to definitely have you back on. Let everybody know where to find your stuff, and, and you need to start back writing so we can promote your stuff more. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Okay, so uh, yeah, if you want to um, follow my uh, my main account, where I'm just on there talking about everything, uh, sometimes including the stuff that we talked about right here, that's uh, my Twitter account, which is at Skyward King. Um, I will be posting more on the blog. Like I said, um, I'm trying to take all my possible movie reviews and things like that um, and put them on the nerd frugality page and the blog and, you know, kind of mixing some deals and stuff. So that'll be at nerd frugality on Twitter and nerdfrugality.wordpress.com for future content there. Um, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, my YouTube channel might come back to life. Um, at some point, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to make that happen. So if you want to follow, yeah, if you want to, you want to catch that, you know, YouTube.com/slash Skyward King. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Definitely. As always, man, Delvin Cox Spirits, we are out. Peace. Later. <laughs>